3: Good morning and happy President's Day to one and all within the sound of our voices. It's your old pals Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart, the Fitzy and Hart program, a.k.a. the Six Rings Boys, filling in for the Greg Hill Show this morning on a beautiful President's Day in Boston. We are Boston Sports Original, 93.7 FM, WEEI, and you can hear us all across the WEI Sports Radio Network, weei.com and of course, the free odyssey app you can get in touch with the show for some two-way sports talk action from 7a to 10a today here on the program you know the number lock it in because you're a p1 and that's what we're all about at 617-779-7937 that's your phone number use it once use it twice and always try to be nice when you use the text line at 37937 today andy and i alongside our producer extraordinaire jackson burns good morning jackson Good morning. How are you, Fitzy? Oh, we're doing wonderfully today. We'll be filling in for the show. Jackson, you'll be playing the part of Jackson as well as Chris Scheim. I will be Greg and Curtis. And, of course, as I mentioned yesterday when Andy and I were on our new Sunday time slot from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m., Andy, today you get to be both Courtney and Wiggy. So just spend three hours talking to yourself (laughs) and
1: making no sense, okay? And I can just say, wow, when somebody tells me that pickles were once cucumbers. (laughs) Wow. Are you for serious? Wow. (laughs) <laughs> they hate
3: us because they hell of us. Yes, because pickles is jealous of us. <laughs> Uh We had a an interesting sports. A lot of, sp- you know, as we were saying yesterday, Andy, we're, we're now eight days removed from Super Bowl 57. So we're now well into the beyond or the afterlife of the NFL season, firmly into the offseason because, of course, with multiple broadcast networks, nonstop year-round programming, The NFL is the dominant sport, 24-7, 365, and we can always talk NFL. We'll talk plenty of Patriots today as well because that's how we do, and it is our highest form of entertainment. Good Lord, 82 out of 100 programs last year, top watched in the United States, were NFL games. However, yesterday was, as you phrased it, an interesting smorgasbord, a a veritable buffet, if you will, of off-season sports entertainment. So I ask you, first and foremost, were you entertained? We always go with the Andy Hart principle, the Maximus principle. Were you, were you entertained by your sports yesterday? And what stood out as the highlight of a uniquely interesting first off off-season Sunday of NFL Action Sports Sunday? Well, I think you got to
1: start with Jason Tatum's record-setting
3: performance in the All-Star game, which to me
1: tells me he's winning the NBA title this year. So you want me to say something Wiggy like dramatic, solid
3: take right out the gate? Take. I wasn't prepared for that. I was ready for yep. maybe a little grab ass, maybe a nope. little beating nope. around the bush. Straight to it. Seven oh three. Mark it down, Jackson. Andy Hart, Jason Tatum, winning NBA title. It and is Andy Gresh timestamp marked?
1: We're <laughs> <laughs> we gonna go through the networks of the Weei family. Uh, you no, know, like I saw that game and early on when Tatum and LeBron James did the off the backboard dunk and then immediately Tatum comes down and does the the off-the-backboard dunk. Then LeBron hits a long three. Tatum shoots a long three in his mug and kind of slaps LeBron on the butt coming by. Jason Tatum made it clear, and I didn't know this till reading afterwards, there was a reason he was drafted so high by Giannis, because Giannis had an inkling that he was going to play this game to win the MVP and put on a show. I think when Jason Tatum puts his mind to something, we're seeing more and more. He often accomplishes it as he develops into one of the greatest basketball players on the planet, and he is just in the midst of, you may not know this, Fitzy, but Mm -hmm. his shoe was announced yesterday, the Jason, Jumpman, Tatum, Jordan, whatever the hell it's called, one, um, which sounds, based on my polling of some uh, high school kids, like it's going to be a popular shoe when it drops on April 7th.
3: I think a lot of all shoes stuff. dropping in April, by the way. The Ja Morant, the Ja 1 is dropping. Now we yeah, got, and I don't uh, understand it. Um, do they know what,
1: basketball season ends in, like, February for a yeah, lot of these Yeah, some of the teams
3: and... <laughs> featuring the players are either going to be eliminated or will be on the way to being eliminated. Well, no, be, I mean... Play-in game or early-round series. They're I, I, customers. I sneakerheads don't care about that as well, but it seems odd, like... How about drop them in November so people can get them for Christmas when the season
1: tips off? Well, forget Christmas. How about drop them in November so kids can wear them? Who play winter basketball with the traditional season for basketball? No one school, wears them, Andy. That's the thing. Nobody wear. Everyone. Oh no, I don't no, think no, no, no. The money is wearing nice shoes. Them. No, no. The money is wearing them, and I, I firmly think. There's a chance that this Tatum shoe replaces the Ky- the old Kyries, which were the most popular shoe on the youth basketball circuit. I think Tatum's aiming for that with the price point. But anyway, be that as it may, that's a side topic. This dude's locked in. You know, people are ripping him, oh, is he playing too many minutes because he wants to win the regular season MVP? Maybe yes, maybe no, don't care. Young, in shape, healthy. He is locked in on winning an NBA title, and lost in his performance of 55 points was the fact that the highest scorer on the other team was also a Boston Celtic, Jalen Brown. The two highest scorers in this basketball game for the two teams were your Boston Celtic dynamic duo. The mask was unveiled for Jalen Brown, and it's a pretty sick-looking black mask. They are locked in. I feel better today than I did yesterday about the odds of the Celtics winning the NBA
3: title. Yeah, it feels like the pendulum has swung, Back in the favor or way of the Celtics, as in they are clearly once again the front runners. And we spoke yesterday with John Corrales from Boston Sports Journal. Excellent interview. If you missed that by chance, perhaps you did. Who knows what you're doing with your Sunday. But I'm telling you, I'm here to tell you right now quality interview. You can get that on the Odyssey app, or of course, subscribing to the podcast at WEEI, Spotify, Apple Pods, et cetera. I feel like the pendulum sw- swung back the way of the Celtics. A lot of things went their way in the past week and a half, and it began with that. Oddly enough, it began with a loss, Andy. It began with the effort against the Milwaukee Bucks a week and a half ago where we saw, or about a week ago, where the bench was not only, the depth of the bench was not only just tested, it was maxed out, it was stretched out, and it actually flexed on a team that they likely will face in the playoffs or potentially could see in the Eastern Conference Finals, the Milwaukee Bucks. They went toe-to-toe. They led for 41 minutes in regulation. Then they took it to overtime. Then in overtime, they led for half the period as well. Ultimately, they lost 131-125. But getting the win was not nearly as important as the way that they played. They had no Jalen Brown. They had no Jason Tatum. They had only 13 minutes from Time Lord. They had no Marcus Smart. They had no uh, everyday Al, old average Al, the human buffet himself, Al Horford. None of them. And they hung with them all the way while Milwaukee had their starters. And then... Uh, Marcus Smart comes back. Jason Tatum comes back. They have a nice win at home to round out the opening half of the NBA season. It's, of course, the first two thirds of the season against Detroit. And now the interim tag is removed from Joe Missoula. And now Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum go put on a show in Salt Lake City. They're the stars of All Star Weekend. Uh, not named uh, Mac Magruder or Mac McGrone, whatever the hell the name of that guy is. Long. Won the dunk contest. It was awesome. It really was. But I wonder. Our, our regular fans are like diehard Celtics fans are the the casuals to the Boston sports Superfans impressed by the two of them scoring a quarter of the points in the all-star game uh, or, or, or do fans actually now feel what I'm talking about a little bit of a like the Celtics were the favorite something felt a little bit off for a while there were a lot of injuries like with smart how's Tatum doing do we have to worry about load management Jalen Brown gets his face broken by his buddy and his teammate now, Jalen Brown comes back wearing like a Batman mask. Jason Tatum is on fire. Missoula's the head coach. I'm feeling it. Do you feeling it too? Absolutely. The one thing I don't feel as much as you and John
1: is the moral victory from last week that doesn't. I don't really oh. give a rat's katukas what your bench does in a game like that. They're going to win the the title because of Brown and Tatum and Rob Williams and Marcus Smart and the stars. Of if anything, course. I think sometimes those great performances by benches give those guys like Peyton Pritchard more reason to say, oh, why don't I get to play more? I want to play I want to be a, a star on my own team. Shut your mouth and know your role. You'd be a star oh. if you're supposed to be a star. You're not a star.
3: Listen to this, Andy. My goodness. you Okay. Of course, if they go to the finals again, of course, if they make it through the Eastern Conference, of course, if they actually fulfill the promise, the potential, and they meet their destiny, and they win the NBA championship, which Jason Tatum said is his goal next. It's not just all about putting up points, putting on an exhibition and a show for the fans, that he wants to win that title, and that's what they're going for next. feels like a lot of other people believe his MVP status and potentially a finals return to be inevitable. Of course, they're going to win if Time Lord is healthy and can be the best two-way defender in the NBA again. Of course, if Marcus Smart can return to Defensive Player of the Year form, Of course, if Jalen Brown can actually stay out on the court, the facial fracture doesn't bother him. And if Jason Tatum can manage his minutes, yeah, that's how they're going to find a way to get back to if not win it. But knowing that one of the inadequacies, if you will, one of the deficiencies that team had last year was after you got through the Jays and if you could handle the defense that they threw at you, there wasn't much of a bench for you to worry about. Nobody, was, nobody stood, stayed up at night. No one worried about, oh, no, what are we going to do about Brogdon, White, and Muscala? And when guys like that can come off the bench in a start against uh, a powerhouse team like Milwaukee and go off for 27, 29, and 18 points respectively, reigning threes and making sweet moves, that makes a difference because now the Celtics know they've got a bench to back up their stars. Yeah, other than Brogdon and White.
1: I mean, that's a legitimate rotation. The rest of the guys don't care unnecessary. Uh well first of all they got to the finals you know last year. Your
2: damn exactly. And
1: shut your damn mouth. Jackson and now the Celtics were all just a bunch of Jabronis, huh? But, I mean Peyton Pritchard you've exposed yourself as a bit of a Jabroni by talking he's a, okay, about He's okay. He's a Jabroni. Yeah. Um they got to the finals last year in part because of their bench. People like to overlook it. Um, But if you recall, there were various games there where you were won by Grant Williams and Peyton Pritchard and White and Horford, and the depth of the roster showed through. And if you recall, that was how they won game one, and Draymond Green laughed and said, yeah, they're not going to keep doing that. And he was right. They didn't keep doing that. And that's in part why you lost the finals. Um, But I, I would prefer to say I thought Jason Tatum paled in comparison to Steph Curry and that's why you lost the finals. And right now, I feel like Jason Tatum does not fail to compare to anyone on the planet. I think he's one of the best basketball players on the planet. I think he's ready for a tete-a-tete with whoever he faces in the Eastern Conference Finals, if that's Giannis, his guy, his captain for this uh, exhibition, whoever Steph Curry, KD, whoever he faces in the West. I think he's ready for that battle. I think you are seeing the elevation, ascension, maturation of... Of Jason Tatum right before our eyes where he's achieving the greatness that a lot of people thought he had in him. We've been hearing about for years, not just from green teamers, but the the Doris Burks of the world and people telling us this guy's going to be an MVP. This guy's going to be a special talent. He is a special talent right now and you're not winning the NBA title because of what some jabronis did against the Bucks late in the first half of the season when everybody was injured. You're going to win because Jason Tatum is becoming special, and I'm a Tatum hater. I'm a Tatum hater from the past. People You're used to rear me. Yes, I'm a tater tot, and now he is what he was supposed to be. He is. You use the word. You use the word that's famous from the Avengers. He is inevitable. Oh. Title is inevitable.
3: Oh, oh, okay. I like where you spun that. Yeah, I, again, I agree. Look, no one, no one's going to say like you know on the heels of legendary performances from Derek White and you know Mike Muscala and Malcolm Brogdon, Mascala. the Celtics powered their if way. If he plays, to... we lose. Now, listen, I... Muscala, okay, Andy, Andy, so why not yes, a wine nut. Yes, in two thousand eight, when the Celtics beat the Lakers four to two and hung banner seventeen, of course, it was all about performances like Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and especially Ray Allen in that epic comeback in Los Angeles when he couldn't miss from anywhere on the court. The Stars won that for them. But it's, you cannot deny the roles that guys like P.J. Brown and especially like a Leon Poe who went off for 20 points in the first half of Game 2 of the 2008 NBA Finals played in the Celtics being able to topple the, Lake, top the Lakers. There will come times, there will be moments where the Celtics need to stave off runs and and be able to hang in against another team where you're going to want guys like their bench that is now full of guys that have proven that they can go toe-to-toe with NBA starters, you'll need them because eventually there may be nights where an Andrew Wiggins defends Jason Tatum so well that it looks like he's just a mess or Jalen Brown comes right out of the tunnel and dribbles the ball off his shoes and can't get it going. Yes, the guy's a star. Yes, the guy's a stud. Yes, the two of them together are inarguably the best dynamic duo, the best one-two punch in the NBA. It's going to happen, and I'm just I'm just saying like that allayed a huge fear I have about this team and their ability to be able to go back to and win the NBA Finals. Me, it great. What a what a you started off with a me. hot take and then you come in with a meh as we hit the. Break. I'm just not going to get my, get myself lathered up thinking that the Celtics are going to win the
1: NBA title because of Muscala or somebody like that. They're not. The reality is they're not. We talked about it yesterday. I eliminate injuries from a conversation because. You can't predict the injuries, although they seemingly you can predict them with Rob Williams. They will pop up at some point. Um, Yes. But that's that's a factor for everybody. I I don't think either team is – I mean, I'm a simpleton. I'm an NBA simpleton. I think stars win. I I actually believe it in most sports that in the postseason, stars win. I think you saw it in in football. We've talked about the lack of stars for the Patriots and why they can't maybe get over the hump. They don't have go-to guys, and you win – in the postseason, when Patrick Mahomes throws to Travis Kelsey and they win the game, uh, and I think that's even more so in the NBA, and I, I just I'm excited about it. See, you're trying to rain on my parade by making me no, think about you're raining on my parade, parade. How See, about talk the thing? This is the makes, best duo in the us. NBA. We're trying to plays. both
3: have the same parade. I'm no, just taking not. a different route. You're telling me the route that I'm taking is wrong. We are really just an old married couple. We are, but you are wrong. And the funny thing is you're, you, you are correct, but I'm also right. Thank, no, 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 no. There can't yes. be two rights. There's a right and there's a wrong. That's the way the world works. There's That's a not block the and way the world right. works. And it's because of people like you that we cannot get anything done mean, because there always has to be a right way and a wrong way. If we could just work together, reach across the aisle and understand that there are many different ways to peel a potato and go about cooking an egg, Andy, then maybe we would actually get more done in this world. But that's True fine if you want to continue to polarize us, go right ahead. Shame on you on President's Day doing as much. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. Were you impressed by Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum in the All-Star break? Are you like me and Andy that you believe that now things have turned for the Celtics? Things are looking more positive. Do you like the fact that they... The bench showed up. Of course, Andy says that has nothing to do with it, or will it just be stars that power them to a title? When we come back, we'll talk about some of the other intangibles surrounding the Celtics, and we'll include the impact that it may have made on the team having the interim title uh, removed from Joe Missoula. What difference does that make? And more. But now, first, we will trend and catch you up on all the news in the wide world of sports.
1: Now, here's what's trending on WEEI.
3: Here's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. It was all about the Jays in Salt Lake City last night at the NBA All-Star Game as Team Giannis defeated Team LeBron in a nail-biter, 184-175. Jason Tatum set an All-Star Game record with 55 points, while teammate Jalen Brown, teammate from the Celtics that is, but of course, member of Team LeBron last night, had 35 points in the loss. 23 games remaining in the regular season for your Boston Celtics. They're off until Thursday when they next kick off their post-All-Star game break in Indianapolis against the Pacers at 7 p.m. Meanwhile, the Bruins, fresh off a 6-2 thumping of the Long Islanders on Saturday at the TD Garden, return to action for a President's Day matinee, a 1 p.m. puck drop versus Ottawa. Yesterday saw day two of the XFL 2023 in action. The first game, a thriller in San Antonio, Andy, where AJ McCarron, yes, that former Alabama quarterback, led the St. Louis Battlehawks on two touchdown drives in the final two minutes for an 18-15 dub against the Brahmas. That's a real team name. Yeah. And in the nightcap, the DC defenders, the best fans in the XFL. Defeated Josh Gordon and the Seattle Sea Dragons by a score of 22 to 18. Around the rest of the world of sports, John Rom returned to number one in the world with a win at the Genesis Invitational. Tiger Woods finished several shots back. And Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won the Daytona 500 after a record 212 laps. I'm your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens, and that's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com.
2: it's been a tough situation for everybody involved and uh it's somebody that you know i've talked to throughout the season to just periodically just uh reaching out uh because without you know whatever happened happened and that's you know doesn't have anything to do with me but you know i can't take away the relationship that me and him had and the impact that he had on me in that one season uh, you know i love coach k
1: i love brad i love joe um, I love all those guys, but, you know,
2: just a different kind of relationship I had with E-Man, you know, probably, probably like the, my most favorite coach I, I've had, and that's not the, a knock on anybody. Um, I got a great relationship with Joe.
3: All-star game MVP and leader of the Boston Celtics, likely clubhouse leader at this point for NBA MVP, that is Jason Tatum speaking during All-Star Game weekend of his relationship with now former Boston Celtics coach Ime Udoka and where he factors into Jason Tatum's young life's coach rankings of his favorite coaches of all time. This is Fitzy Hart filling in for the Greg Hill Show this morning on WEI. We'll be with you till 10 a.m. You can give us a call at 617-779-7937 and, of course, a text at 37937 on the Subaru of New England text line. The Subaru of New England Washington's Birthday Sales Event lasts all month long. Find your authorized Subaru retailer at subaruofnewengland.com. Andy, does hearing that after Jason excuse me, rather after Joe Missoula has the interim tag removed this week, whether that was for legal purposes, if it had something to do with contracts or non-disclosure agreement, who knows. They're probably it probably just wasn't uh, an accident that it happened this week or rather they just didn't wake up this morning one one day this past week and say what do you think guys uh wick what do you say uh what do you say we give missoula you know brad comes to him and says like yeah what do you think is it time yeah sure why not six months after it was six months after the scandal broke and everybody was shocked finally the interim tag is removed joe missoula is now officially the next head coach of the boston celtics seems uh seems like it probably had more to do with lawyers and people who sit in fancy conference rooms uh, with briefcases and mahogany tables as opposed to just a random decision or a gut feeling from management. So, Missoula's now the head coach, and here's Jason Tatum saying, with all due respect to the other coaches that I've worked with and played for, he's my guy. I thought Missoula was his guy. Uh, Well, you can have multiple guys,
1: right? Like, you can like multiple coaches, and the one thing that I find... I'm going to mark that tape right there, by the way. You can have multiple guys. You can. (laughs) You can open-minded world we live in jackson open-minded world don't be so uh 20 years ago uh but the thing that i i think is interesting here is back to back the celtics are going to have two of the best um coaching debuts in the nba correct You had E-May, second half of last season a run to the finals first yep, year they turned they things coach. around
3: in january went on a an epic run all the way of course to game 6 of the nba finals yeah mag- now, a magical season and an incredible turnaround now, Missoula takes over in a difficult
1: situation, a unique situation, makes his NBA debut at 34 years old after formerly being a second-row bench kind of guy, a nobody, a developing young guy, takes over, he's coaching the All-Star game, best record, he doesn't you know, stumble over the hurdles that could have been in place for him with the change, and people like me wondering if this was something that could upset the apple cart, or... Just the fact that he was inheriting a team that had been to the NBA Finals and was now suddenly the hunted, you know, the bullseye was on their back, takes over for it. So if I'm Jason Tatum, you know what I'm starting to think? It's not thinking? the coaches, it's me.
3: <laughs> that's exactly where I was going to spin this. Now, at this point, now, okay, so if Ime is his guy and they had a special kind of relationship and that that formed or changed things with Jason Tatum for the better, that's great, which means in one just one season, Ime Odoka showed the tough love and the hard coaching and kind of brought an extra element to Jason Tatum's repertoire that he needed to elevate his game. So he's forever changed him as a man and as a basketball player in one year's time, which only highlights what a disappointment it is that things went the way they did with Ime Odoka. But fortunately, the Celtics did have a guy that Jason Tatum and other players had a foundational belief in, in Joe Missoula. 34 years old, I mean, younger than Al Horford, goodness gracious. It's amazing how much responsibility this guy's taken on from out of nowhere. I don't think anybody, any of the the green bleeders around town could have told you who Joe Missoula was six months and two weeks ago. I don't think anybody had any idea who he was. And now all of a sudden, here he is thrust into the spotlight at the All-Star Game, coaching the team that is leading the NBA, potentially on their way to the NBA Finals. It's It's huge. But, yeah, no denying the impact that Ime Odoka has on him. Do you worry at all, just sort of thinking out loud, because we have so many reasons to be confident in what the Celtics are and in the direction they're headed, but do you worry at all that Joe Missoula? I don't want to say will get in the way of the greatness of Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and this team. Uh, of course, he may very well end up being a passenger on the way to back to the NBA Finals, but do you worry that he may be due to his greenness, if you will, and his inexperience, a liability for this team? Well, I I think that's always
1: a consideration. That's been a consideration for every coach they've had. Brad Stevens, Doka, now Joe Mazzula, that you don't measure up to some of the better coaches in the NBA. And as I said yesterday, to some degree, the simpletons that are media and fans, if you win a title, you'll start to measure up. Because as soon as you win a ring, people put you on another level, whether you really are worthy of that level or not. So you can't, You can't just create a ring out of midair. It's not like when they go into a series with the Heat, he can just be like, you know what I need? A ring on my finger so I match up with Spolstra. Nope, that's not the way it works. You don't have a ring, and that's the simple reality. But no, it doesn't – do I think he's as good of a coach as as Spolstra? No, that's okay. You can still win. You can be a better team. You can have better players, Um, and I don't see him getting in the way right now at the very least, as you said – He's supposed to, you know, the relationship with Tatum. Okay, so he's not email your favorite coach is email. That's fine. I don't care. They seem to have a good relationship. They seem to, you know, if anything, people are wondering is Tatum sort of driving the the boat too much or the bus too much, you know, with his minutes and his pursuit of MVP and some of the things that people are placing into the narrative of the Celtics for this season. But no, I don't. I mean, we know in the NBA, one thing's for certain. It's the players. It's the Jimmys and the Joes. The Xs and the Os are a lot less important. If you have the best players, you generally win. And that's where they are right now. You can talk about the depth of their roster. You're right. I'll come to your side. We'll play along. You can talk the depth of the roster that was Mm -hmm. proven last week. I prefer to fixate on the best duo in the NBA right now is the Boston Celtics in terms of the J-team. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's where I think they are going to win. But um, no, I, I don't envision him because of the timeouts or
3: anything screwing this up. I don't. Yeah, it's been such an interesting ride with Missoula. As we've learned, he's a, well, we've had a a, a number of adjectives to describe his manner, his being, his coaching style as well. Uh, we've, we've referred to him as quirky, um, as unique. Hard. Um, I, I believe we've at times even said he's an odd bird. Peculiar, perhaps, even, but that's okay so long as he knows his basketball, so long as he doesn't get in the way of the Jays and the rest of the team making their way back to the promised land or fulfilling their potential. That's fine as well. I I get the feeling that as the season has evolved, that Missoula hasn't sort of just sort of stood there watching the game with those eyes wide open. Sometimes he watches the game from the sidelines and when he talks and addresses people in the press conference, like I haven't seen eyes that wide open in Boston sports since Rashe Caldwell dropped that pass in the AFC championship. What? Cheap shot. It's not a cheap. I'm just saying, I'm not uh, comparing him to Rashe Caldwell for God's sakes, Andy. I'm just saying like, he's got a particular look about him. Sometimes that just makes me, I can't help but wonder sometimes. And it's not the coach's job to perpetually inform us what's on his mind or what he's thinking. But The way Joe Missoula goes about his business, it just it couldn't be further from whatever I would have thought an NBA coach would be like or what this dude would be like. He's he's just he's his own man. You know, some people have referred to uh, Jared Weiss from the Athletic Saturday said the best thing about his his manner is that he's he can be tough like like Eme was, which is what the Celtics needed last year coming off the soft, delicate hand of Coach Brad but he can also be understanding and a player's coach like Brad can. And yet still he's his own man and has a unique style about him. That's great. I just wonder going forward, like what you said, it's all about your stars. It's all about the Jays at this point. Jason Tatum probably should be thinking, all right, let's see. What was the key element here? So with Brad Stevens, the Celtics made it to the conference finals several times. Okay. With Ime Odoka last year, we made it to the NBA finals. And now with Joe Missoula. We have the best record in the NBA and everyone thinks we're gonna go back to the finals. Oh, that's right. it's me. It's a hundred it's the I almost feel like at this point now you could put in any coach. there were stories of you know the Celtics uh, based on the relationship that Brad Stevens had with Frank Vogel that he was sort of like lingering about was kind of like in the back seat or the rear view potentially on hold if you will in case they needed somebody else. but it turns out that Joe Missoula is more than competent enough to be able to handle things. I think right now all he's got to do is continue to just sort of learn on the fly Well, fortunately he's got such a great roster and such a dominant dynamic duo at the top of the roster and just not get in the way and just figure out, okay, let me set my – right, got to try to get the number one seed because we don't want to end up having to go to Milwaukee. Let me just continue to learn so I can figure out how I need to take timeouts and call plays at key moments during the playoffs because sadly back a couple of years ago, those were some of the shortcomings of Brad Stevens. And while Ime coached, you know, the the pants off the league in the second half of the season last year, even he had no answers for when Golden State put the clamps on the Celtics in the finals. So I thought Brad Stevens was extremely
1: honest when he met with the media uh, the other night after the officially promoting Joe Missoula to uh, head coach and no longer interim when he said he's a good coach and a great leader. I think that's a a dead-on honest assessment of his coach right now he's learning on the fly as a coach that will evolve his coaching style the different things but if he's a great leader that matters more especially when you have the talent that he has to work with and some of the the challenges that could pop up during an NBA season and with superstars and role players and everything we've sort of joked about the great leader I'll take that every time because a good coach has a couple things going for him he'll learn There will be an experience factor along the way at some point. Mm -hmm. And he has assistant coaches that can help him out. I joke about this with Keith. You know, everybody tells me you can't, nobody can advise Missoula when to take timeouts. I say BS. The assistants, if you think he needs a timeout and he's not doing it, whisper in his ear. Let him know. Have a freaking signal, Damon Stoudemire. You rub the end of your nose, it means timeout coach. Because if I can watch NBA coaches let other coaches drop inbound plays with 1.7 left in a Uh playoff game, why can't an assistant coach advise him on timeouts, but you can't teach great leaders like you can get better in your leadership, but I firmly believe great leaders are born. they're not made they're mm-hmm. it's it's nature, it's not nurture. and I think there is something to Joe Missoula's leadership. You hear it from everybody, the energy, the background stuff, even Scal talks about a personality that maybe isn't coming through early in his tenure in terms of press conferences and interviews, and yeah, what was it Scal face. said to us that day, Andy he was a Um, he's a hot yoga guy like he. So it's fine if he's uncomfortable with his public persona a little bit early on and maybe isn't isn't opening the world up to everybody. But a great leader is where I need to start. And if he if Brad Stevens is right and I trust Brad Mm -hmm. Stevens, because that's the other factor here is we can give Tatum credit. For being the talent, because he is the talent that has taken two back-to-back rookie coaches on pretty successful NBA runs. We'll see where the second one ends. But Brad Stevens seems like he does a pretty good job picking coaches, huh? Like, that's, like, he's two for two picking good coaches. So, um, Brad Stevens has a role in this as well, uh, but give me leadership. Always give me leadership over, like, Dan Campbell, you think he's a good X's and O's coach? I have my doubts. Seems like a pretty good leader of men. Seems to get yes. guys to fight for him and play for him. So uh, when Brad Stevens says that Joe Mazula is a good coach and a great leader, a great leader may be the perfect fit right now.
3: It's funny you bring up somebody like Dan Campbell because he's got such an oversized. I hear we are crossing sports, I understand, but there's certainly no Dan Campbell of coaches in the NBA, but that man has such an oversized, such an outsized, demonstrative personality like he is the quintessential face, the epitome, the Wikipedia the human Wikipedia entry of football guy.
0: Doesn't matter if you have one
3: ass cheek and three toes, I will beat your ass. <laughs> will that never not make me laugh. One ass cheek and three toes. And then you get a guy like Joe Missoula who sometimes sort of sits there and you wonder, like Joe, are you Joe? Hello, coach. Yeah, just uh, curious why we didn't call a timeout there with two minutes left or how come Time Lord didn't play? Usually he starts no, it's not true like he, he's just so quiet and so quick to I've been wondering this whole time is it just because that's the way he is like you said he may still be sort of figuring out what his public persona is you know did Bill Belichick always know that his persona as a head coach in the NFL was going to be to be you know the crusty grizzly grumpy guy or did that sort of evolve over time did he always just have a general disdain for the media did you yes know, did Does Joe has Joe Missoula worked on the idea of like, all right, so how am I going to handle these guys? Or does he not even want to worry about it because there's so much else on his mind?
1: Yeah, I I think he's um, worried about it. I do. I don't think that he's totally comfortable and natural. And but that may also I
3: don't know enough about him as a human being. Like there are some people that are guarded. And also, yeah, where's the sit down? Where's the Dan Roach joins Joe Missoula tonight and, you know, follows him around town, goes to hot yoga with him, you know. Where's the profile piece so we can all get to know and wrap our arms around Joe Missoula? I bet you that's coming. I bet you that'll come now so. that he's
1: officially the head coach and you know they're, they're continuing to win. They're the pace setters. You'll probably see something on NBC Sports Boston that gives you a little more insight uh, into Joe Missoula. But I don't think he's um, overly comfortable just yet, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Like This is new to him. He's, he was put in a tough spot. I, I continue to go back to that. I thought there was a chance that this wouldn't go very well because he was put into such a tough spot um, with a team that was talented, but you had reason to question some things. Uh-huh. And, and we forget all of them. Oh, you're the target now, so that's a different role. Um, oh, you still are uh, you know, learning what your hierarchy is in terms of Tatum and Brown. Okay. Oh, you also added Brogdon, who's an all-star and a starter, except he's not going to start for you, except he's better than some people who start. There were issues that could be um negatives that have not mm-hmm. popped up i can't just whistle past those and say he had nothing to do with it don't i have to give him credit for those not being negatives with this team it just to me circumstantially he has to get some credit for however he's handled some of this these various things and they get off to a ridiculous
3: start Is that that a product of their good shooting and inferior uh, opponents, or do you think it was an immediate Missoula impact? Because I kind of think it's the former to the latter. But I I think it's both. And
1: I think it's disrespectful to not give him some credit for that. This is the NBA. You can lose to anybody on any given night. They've shown that at various Uh, stretches. They sure have. Uh, Thank God God the Orlando
3: Magic likely won't make the playoffs.
1: Right. Right. So I have to give him credit for avoiding that. You're right. The shooting, some of the numbers they were putting up were historic, they were not sustainable, they were unrealistic. And I continue to think this team is a very simple team. When they shoot threes well, they win, they they generally cruise, and when they don't, they're in dogfights. And that's modern basketball. That's fine. Um, but I, I'm going to give him credit because some people were to start the year, uh, I guess we overvalued coaching. Well, Oof. no, m- maybe Missoula's a good coach. It, there's nothing to say here you couldn't have landed – two good coaches in a row and that's where I'll get back to Brad picking coaches keeping Missoula not letting him leave seeing a future leader and now it was rushed you had to put him out there a little sooner than you wanted to um but I think I think Brad Stevens saw what Joe Missoula could be and would be when he got his chance unfortunately he had to give him his chance sooner rather than later yeah
3: and don't forget also like that Ime Odoka's bench the the uh, Avengers, if you will, that were assembled by Brad Stevens when he ascended to president of basketball operations and seated control of the team as the head coach of the Boston Celtics. He had guys like Will Hardy. Will Hardy very well likely was going to be tabbed as the next head coach if the Celtics got put in a, a situation like that, where next thing you know, there's a massive scandal involving their first year head coach and he's got to go, except Will Hardy gets the nod out in Utah as well. Probably going to end up having a fine run himself, although obviously they're in a much different situation. They're selling off assets as Trader Danny starts stockpiling his favorite thing in the world, first-round draft picks. And then you've got Joe Missoula, and then Joe Missoula gets tabbed as well. They're, you know... From 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 the coach, from the new coach to the players, everyone was asked, "What do you think of this guy?" Oh, he's great. We've always loved Joe. Uh, we, you know, Joe's got a great way about him. You know, Marcus Smart. All these guys spoke at media day about how much they love Joe Missoula. The rest of us, obviously, just had natural fears and apprehension because we didn't know much about him. And yes, there hasn't been the big sit down. There hasn't been the love fest because people are, you know, don't don't exactly know how to access what this guy's all about. Like you said, he's kind of forming his public persona what kind of guy he's going to be with the media and with the fans as well but the best thing you can say about him so far is that he still has the back of his players he still has their love and appreciation they seem to have his back as well and he hasn't gotten in the way let's just hope Andy as he doesn't call timeouts as he sort of stood there processing taking in information the AI if you will the algorithm that is his head coaching style continues to be informed and improve along the way because the Celtics who have a pretty manageable schedule if, as I take a look here in the back half. Their final 23 games they open up with three games in a row on the road at the Pacers, then next Saturday at the Sixers, then at the Knicks, and they host the Cavaliers. It's not a cakewalk per se. Uh, you know, a lot of the games that were probably easier to win earlier in the season have passed. They do have one more game against the Bucks, which is going to be very important um, potentially down the line. Like it's not the easiest schedule the rest of the way. They're going to have to play to and earn that number one seed. But I think uh, I think things are improving with Joe Missoula, and he definitely did earn the removal of the interim tag. 617-779-7937 is the telephone number. When we come back, we'll continue the Celtics dialogue, take your phone calls, and maybe just maybe see if an alternative football league didn't make a little bit of a difference during its third iteration's opening weekend. And if we got the Hardo himself to actually watch and tell us a little bit about this new XFL. It's all coming up here on Fitzy and Hart filling in for the Greg Hill Show, President's Day morning, W E E I. Final hour, 101. W E E I. we are right back to Fitzy and
1: Hart. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app.
3: President's Day to one and all. Hope everyone has had a great weekend. Enjoyed yourself a variety of sports as well, including yesterday's 184-175 Team Giannis over Team LeBron All-Star Game win that wrapped up just around 11 o'clock last night. Perfect timing for all the kids to be able to stay up and enjoy the highlights. I'm not terribly entertained by All-Star Games. Didn't really... I, I just... It doesn't... 184-175. to 175, Like, aside from watching... Jason Tatum against Jalen Brown for a while when Jalen Brown was saying that Jason Tatum was too small and they were having fun with their little one-on-one back-and-forth, playground-style portion of the third quarter, Andy? Not for me. And I know that, here we go, right back into the old boomer takes with Fitzy and Hart, but... Not me. Were you entertained by that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I fell asleep at halftime with... (laughs) but it wasn't due to the basketball. Okay, so now me complaining about it is one thing, but you're like, oh, not me. I was well asleep already.
1: No, if you would put that game at, you know, 5 o'clock, sort of what we talked about yesterday, or whenever you want to do it, do it in the afternoon, I don't care. Um, But you put it later at night, you know, I had a few Miller lights and I start to lay down. You know, as soon as I hit the button on the couch that pops up the legs, we're in trouble. Oh, you're done. Sleep is coming. Sleep is coming. So, But no, I I know... um, Bob Ryan has been bitching about it this morning. Like this isn't a basketball game;
3: it's ex—it's an exhibition. We've been I using had, the word. I it's, I understand understand it's exhibition. an exhibition, but like the old exhibitions back in the day, like when Larry Bird and Kevin yeah. McHale and Robert yeah, Parrish right, made it, and they like you know being the top scorer was like in a real basketball game with scoring twenty points was a big deal. This is just. Everyone just stands on the side. No one plays defense. Just come on through. Bounce it off the backboard. Dunk in my face. Posterize me. Yeah. Go around. Shoot 40-foot threes. wee Yeah. It's just silly. It is silly. It's supposed to be silly. It's inherently
1: silly. And Then you know, play you the saw, Globetrotters. Well, I'd watch that. Uh, that's fine, too, because that's what it is. It's an exhibition. It's a showcase of talent, not competition. The ability... That these guys have to do certain things not to compete at a high level if you want to see them compete at a high level you go watch a regular nba game this is show how high you can jump how you know how you can pass the various things you can do and i'm okay with that to me this is a little bit like in movies know what you're going in for if you go to an adam sandler movie you know what you're in for just like if you go to a whoever you, you know, a Clint Eastwood movie, you know what you're in for. You know certain aspects heading in, and if you expect it to be something that it's not, that's on you, that's not on them. And so I've I've never understood this, like, oh, this And the other thing, you bring up the old days. Well, the old days, each guy on the court was not a uh, $30 million entity. So you want them hacking each other, swinging like Bill Lambier, like... No, I'd prefer they just play a loose game of basketball so that I know as a fan, my guy's going to return
3: to my team when it is actually competition healthy. Uh, right, so, not get injured, not battling yeah. it out there, not playing hard. No. Yeah, exactly. And when you say $30 million entity, there's only a couple of those. You basically have 24 super maxes out on the court. And, and so you want
1: those guys battling it out and tearing something or blowing out an ankle or whatever? I, I don't. I, I can be entertained by what they do, the way they've made this game. And it's fine because you can play basketball loosely. There, there's times where it gets a little out of hand, but, mm-hmm. you know, and that's why Tatum winning the MVP, when you come to find out that he basically had told Giannis, yeah, I'm playing this game hard. I want the MVP, is similar to Adrian Peterson did that in a Pro Bowl a few years ago. The difference is Peterson was running full speed, shoulders square, shoulders down against linebackers and safeties who wanted no part of it, who weren't going to put their body on the line
3: because you can't do that in football. Is that the Globetrotters in the, the globe <laughs> You mentioned Harlem Globetrotters and that music comes on. It's like the bat signal in this town.
1: Yeah, but that's what this is is an exhibition. Now it's not as quite as scripted as you know Globetrotters uh generals is. Mm-hmm. But there there are a lot of people that are thoroughly entertained by the Globetrotters. That that's a fun exactly. night out with the family. Uh huh. it, it so, is.
3: So this is this is that. So I feel like they so should be able to So lighten up, Francis, and enjoy that. the game. It's not a game. It's an exhibition. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now we're going to parse these words. All right. That's, you know what? Why can't you be entertained by it? Why can't that entertain you? I was not. It was momentarily entertaining at best, but to have to commit hours of my life to watching this, just to be able to formulate opinions about it and how it relates to the superstars, like Jason Tatum, fulfilling their potential, like informing like, so he tells Giannis, like, I'm going to go for it. Okay. Now I got to draft Jason Tatum with my first overall pick. I like the you know the schoolyard style the way that they draft the team. It's fun, yeah. Okay, it's fun for a little bit, but then it's just I I don't know. Again. Oh,
1: speaking of the draft, I didn't really understand. Um, it was very interesting that uh, Jokic, who is well on his way to potentially his third MVP in a mm-hmm. row,
3: interesting to join MVP Bill race Russell, we have indeed in the NBA this year. Yes,
1: joining Bill Russell, Wilt Chamberlain, and Larry Bird, some of the all-time greats of the game, somehow was left sitting on his stool almost as long as anyone to the point where. He kind of drafted himself to LeBron. He just stood up and walked
3: toward him <laughs> and, and joined his team. Like hi um, hi, I'm the Joker. I've been MVP too. But exactly that's the thing. Like, but what how does his skill set factor into this, you know, Globetrotters versus Generals exhibition? Like nobody like if we're gonna play real basketball, then Nikola Jokic is a perfect guy to draft for your team. Right. If we're just gonna have school ground, you know, play yard fun, then I I'm not taking him. No, and he didn't, and it showed up
1: on the court. There was a couple different times early where Kyrie went to like leave him a lob, and Jokic was like, "Yeah, no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'll wait for the ball to come down and I'll pass it to somebody." Um, and but there, there's some humor in that as well. It's like if this were football, mm-hmm. Tom Brady can't compete in a game with with Michael Vick, Patrick uh, uh, Mahomes, like those types of guys could have some some backyard fun competitions with their arm and their throwing ability and athletic ability. And then Brady will win the Super Bowl. Like, that's that would be the similar mm-hmm. with Jokic in this game. Like, he doesn't necessarily measure up in the Ja Morant doing a 360 fast break dunk. That's okay. It just showcases different talents and makes it even more remarkable in some ways that he doesn't have the athletic ability necessarily of these other guys, and yet he's the most dominant basketball player uh of recent memory, based on his MVP awards and the fact that his team is trying to get over the hump and do something in the postseason. So I even like that, like seeing how guys measure up when they had Luca mic'd up early and he's mm-hmm. you know talking like that was fun. But I'm sure you're opposed to that, because in my day, Larry Bird didn't talk when he was battling for an all star game.
3: That's right. I just wanted to see Larry Bird sitting there enjoying a enjoying a cold beverage, you know, Miller light and a cigarette on the sidelines. That was the good. <laughs> good old you're things. unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> You know who else is unbelievable, Matt in Rhode Island who wants to weigh in on the Joe Missoula situation, the Boston Celtics, and more. Thanks for calling in this morning. Happy President's Day, Matt,
2: yeah, you guys too. You guys are nails like any time, any place. I turned it on this morning, I was like, oh, these two guys are on it's awesome big shows guys Thank um you. so yeah, the Joe Missoula thing, you know you guys can laugh, but here's the Rhode Islander coming in, big Joe Missoula fan. Um, you know, his, his dad was a, was a legendary player here. I think he played overseas, He's in like the Bryant Hall of Fame for basketball. So my, my point is that obviously he didn't play in the NBA, which is what a lot of people want now. They want us players coaching, right? Steve Nash, et cetera, no disrespect to him. But anyway, you know, like he, he deserves a lot of um, respect for the situation um, that he came into. Obviously, you know, with a TMZ type of, Thing going on with with Adoke, um, you know, and all this stuff. So, you know, I, I do I do feel like he has this kind of new age style. And if you guys remember the Knicks game when Jalen Brown kind of blew that game with the free throws,
1: yes, I, oh yeah,
2: I might be wrong. I'm just just my opinion, but he was Joe. Joe came out and did, did some weird stuff after the game. Like, yeah, we love you, Jalen. You know, was, was that was that really to put off like the attention on on Jalen missing those free throws, or was just Joe just being a complete weirdo? I don't know, but. Hey, it works because all these guys like respect him. As young as he is, he's got a tremendous amount of basketball knowledge. Brad Stevens put him in the seat, so Brad's a huge basketball guy. He he must really believe in this kid. I do too, and we're we're going all the way. We're gonna we're gonna win it all this year. Thanks, guys.
3: Agreed. Thank you very much, Matt. Appreciate the call. Yeah, don't forget about the fact that Missoula is a local guy, and that's an interesting. I I, I keep forgetting about the Rhode Island thing. I usually just think about you know coming from. A coaching family. He may always have been cut out not to be an NBA star, but to be a coach as well. But that's an interesting spin on it, Andy, and we'll sort of leave that as food for thought as we wrap up hour number one. Have some of the things that Joe Mizzou done been to sort of like, you know, wave the bright, shiny object over here and take away some of the focus and the pressure and the heat that could be on these players, given the situation that they're in with the fallout from Ime Odoka, as well as the heavy weight of expectations the uh the the burden of greatness, if you will, interesting spin. I want to think about that one for a minute as we make our way to break six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven is the telephone number. Our number one of Fitzy and Hart's President's Day spectacular in the books. When we come back, talk a little bit about baseball. Yes, a little check in on Fought Myers, the Boston Red Sox, and the complete. There's if you talk about the buzz and the din coming from the All Star Game and the Boston Celtics and the TD Garden in general these days, home of the Bruins and the Celtics. We'll talk about the lack of buzz and the lack of din coming from Fort Myers and some very curious comments from someone who may be as unplugged and checked out as far as how the fans feel coming into the baseball season as well. We'll get to that when we hit hour number two. Fitzy and Hart coming at you on WEEI.